Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. Hey, I'm going to share a message with you today in regarding getting over hurt, pain, and the path to do that. David Siemens wrote a book called Healing of the Memories. And in that book, a story was told about a man who was in trouble and refused help. This is how the story goes. There he lay in the street bleeding, the hit and run driver gone. He needed medical help immediately. But this man kept yelling and pleading with the people, please don't take me to the hospital, please. Now, as you can imagine, family, this scene didn't make sense. Well, surprise, everyone asked, well, why not take you to the hospital, man? You need help. You're, you know, you're bleeding. But the man said, because I'm on the staff at the hospital. You see, it would be embarrassing for them to see me like this. They've never seen me bleeding and dirty. They always see me clean and healthy. And now I'm a mess. Someone said to the man, but the hospital is for people like you. Can't we call an ambulance? No, no, please don't do that, he said. I took a pedestrian safety course, and the instructor would criticize me for getting hit. But who cares what the instructor thinks, screamed the lady. You need attention. But there are other reasons, too, this man said. He says, look, I know the admissions clerk, she would be upset because she's always gets upset if anyone comes in who doesn't have all the details she needs to fill out of records. And I didn't even see who hit me. You know, I was driving along and I didn't even see who hit me. Matter of fact, the person who hit me took off and ran. So she wouldn't understand and I really don't want to bother her. You know, she's really tight when it comes to her records. And he said, worse than that, I haven't even got my Blue Cross. I don't even have my medical card on me. So as he was talking, another man walked up and says, well, what difference would that make? Well, he said, if they don't recognize me, you know, with all of this blood on my face and my arm and legs disfigured like this, they won't let me in. See, they won't let anybody in in my shape without their medical cards and without their money, without insurance, things like that. So, you know, they protect the institution that way. The man said, look, this is what you can do for me. Look, just put me on the curb. I'll make it some way. Um, you know, I'm going to heal. It's, it's, it's my fault I got hit. So, you know, why should the nurse get their clean uniforms dirty with me? They would, you know, criticize me, talk about me. By the time I got home or that night, you know, all my information is going to be out there on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, they'll probably even make a TikTok of my body laying there in the bed now let me say this family this is the story of many Christians who messed up last night and the reason why they will not go to the church today now let me say this here 
I'm not only talking about the local church, but I'm talking about, according to the Bible, saints, children, sons of God, who will tell you that they are Christians. They won't even go to them either. Why will they not? Because many times in our community, as believers, will yell the scripture, the Bible says to judge not. However, we can be, some of us, the biggest judges, accusers, killers of dreams that you would ever meet. See, the Bible speaks very plainly and clearly to believers about encouraging one another, being kind to one another, not acting like the world, those who don't even practice any of the teachings of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about that. There should be a difference. I should be able to see a difference. Now, let me say this. If I cannot see a difference, and you tell me that you're a Christian, and I don't know if you are or if you're not. I'm not addressing that right now. But if I can't see a difference in your behavior and in the world of sinners, then you yourself personally, not me, you need to check your salvation, number one, if you actually had a real experience or if it was just something you said just to go along with the crowd and to survive. And number two, ask God the Father to show you things in your life, in your heart, that you have not allowed him to deal with so that you will represent him properly in this earth realm, in the workplace, in the family, in your community. So when you look into the scriptures for yourself, and the Bible calls it a mirror, you will see if you are conforming, becoming more and more Christ-like every day, or are you just becoming a smarter sinner that knows how to quote more scriptures, you come up with more Christianese terms and words to try to show off how smart you are to people. However, all the meantime, in the spirit realm, the devil is laughing at how silly and how deceived you are concerning the things of God. This man was bleeding, he was hurting, and he was hurting and dying so bad that he didn't even want to go where he could get help. Is that you today? Have you become so comfortable with your sin? What am I talking about when I say sin? I'm talking about um, backbiting, lying, killing people's character. Oh, you may not, you know, tell what we call a bold-faced lie, but your lifestyle is a lie. Is that why the enemy has a legal right to run in and out of your life 
where you may be a believer, but you are a defeated believer in that particular area. We see the smile on your face and we've become so deceived that we've deceived our own self. Hey, this is something I want you to think about. Yes, I'm supposed to assemble with other believers. Yes, I should be able to discuss the things of God, how it impacts my life every single day with those who call themselves Christians. Now, if you run into someone and if you ask them if they're a believer or not, and they give you an ignorant answer like that's between me and God, let me tell you something. That is not biblical. Show me in the Bible where God tells us or Jesus ever told his disciples, hey, if you are a believer, hide it. Don't tell anybody. I don't see that because if that's the case, after Jesus left this earth, sent the Holy Spirit, as it talks about in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and 2, then the disciples, and especially Peter, who was one of the disciples, is in violation of what Jesus told them to do. Jesus told them in the book of Matthew in the last chapter, he said, look, I want you to make disciples of men. What I taught you, this is how the kingdom of God is supposed to operate on earth. In the book of Acts, I read a story about Peter after the Holy Spirit comes, Peter has the nerve to get up and tell Jewish people about this Jesus Christ who they crucified, how he was the Messiah. And my Bible tells me, I can't speak about anybody else's Bible, but my Bible tells me that that day over 2,000 people converted and joined the church and got saved. Now, Peter has to be in violation if he's going to tell him about Jesus. And he didn't just say, hey, I'm an undercover Christian. So if someone tells you that, let me tell you, they're not saved. Because even in the book of John, the Bible tells us, he says, look, anybody who's ashamed of me before men, I'm going to be ashamed of them before my father. So as I said before, the Christianese, all of these religious sayings, they have nothing to do with the Bible. No, that's for dirt. That's trash. That's trash. So don't be fooled. So look, I want to challenge you today to tell someone else about the good things that God has done in your life. Also, after you tell them that, also including your story, something that you are in the process of overcoming that you can share. You may not be able to share everything, but what can you share so they will see and that they will know that, hey, you have no problems and all people who go to church are perfect and only the hypocrites they see who call themselves Christians is grandma and granddad and the person who got caught on social media last night. So, hey, that's what I have for you today. Hey, do you need scripture? Sure. Read the book of Hosea, chapters 1 through 3, 
you'll read the story about a man and a wife and how they struggled in their marriage. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? Well, read about Samson. Samson in the Bible. Samson was what we would call, he was one of the leaders in the church, but he struggled with anger. That was one of the emotions he struggled with. He came home one day, and his father-in-law had taken his daughter. The man took his daughter and gave her to another man to marry. And you read what Samson did. A lot of people talk about all of the mistakes and the flaws of others, but they'll never put theirs on the table. Thank God Samson woke up. I will say this, after getting his eyes plucked out when he was an old man and his hair grew back, which was a part of his strength, Thank God he woke up, so there's hope for me and you. So you check those stories out, and then after you do, hey, go help somebody else. Hey, I'm out. Peace out. Much love to all of you. Hey, if you've enjoyed this message today, share it with a friend. If you didn't, share it with an enemy. But hey, you must be born again. That's what I want to leave with you today. And maybe next time we'll talk about when I say born again, born from above, or save. That's the three-part process according to the Bible in our lives. Peace out. We love you. Bye-bye.